the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Played and discussed uh, this gentleman's comments a couple weeks ago when uh, video that memorialized them went viral. Ty Smith addressing a school board down in central Illinois. Ty Smith from Decatur saying this to his local school board about their curriculum and uh, critical race theory aspect of it. When you talk about critical race theory, which is pretty much going to be teaching kids how to hate each other, how to dislike each other, that's pretty much what it's going to that's pretty much all Kevin said. It's pretty much what it's going to all come down to. You're going to deliberately teach kids this white kid right here got it better than you because he white? You're going to purposely tell a white kid, oh, the black people are all down and suppressed. How do I have two medical degrees if I'm sitting here oppressed? How do I get, first of all, because I only got five minutes now, not five minutes. Two medical degrees. No mom, no dad in the house. Work my way through college. Sat there and hustled my butt off to get through college. You're going to tell me somebody looked like all y'all white folks kept me from doing that? Are you serious? Not one white person ever came to me and said, well, son, you're never going to be able to get nowhere because you know the black people. But guess what? What's sickening about this whole thing is what y'all doing right now is already something I do in my community right now to speak out against stuff because black folks are getting told by other black folks, oh, you know you ain't going to be able to do nothing out there in the world because them white folks ain't going to let you get nowhere. Oh, you know you're not going to be able to do it here because you know, white, the, the white man, the white man going to keep you down. Well, how did I get where I am right now if some white man kept me down? How am I now directing over folks that look just like you guys in this room right now? How? What, what, what kept me down? What oppressed me? I work for myself from off the streets to where I am right now. You going to sit here and tell me this lie of critical race theory? For more on uh, this, we're pleased to be joined by the aforesaid Ty Smith, who's a conservative radio host from Bloomington, Illinois, uh, stationed down there, Cities 92.9, also runs a YouTube channel named Modern Renaissance Man. He's a community leader in the region. Ty, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Uh, it's 92.9. Scott Robbins still do the morning show there? Yeah. That, I'm not I sure. I only come in on like, Saturday. How do you well, know I think that? Because I've been on a show, you know, back in the day when I was a political hack, uh, before I was a guy spinning records up here in Chicago. That's right, you're a shock jock. <laughs> uh, so so um, how was uh, your uh, offering, dare I say diatribe, but I enjoyed it, how was that received? Uh, I, I we, we heard the clapping by the audience. How was it received by the school board? What is the school board you addressed doing uh, in response to what you said? Well, I think because of uh, in light of how everything just pretty much unfolded, that uh, once the video went viral, they actually canceled the next three school board meetings. Oh, we won't actually be meeting again until <laughs> possibly when school is actually starting in August. Are you kidding? They're that afraid of you? I think they're afraid of actually what it caused. I think they're afraid of the fact that a lot of parents actually stood up right. and started like, you know, especially when now that it's gone like pretty much global and um, we've been seeing across the country uh, videos and uh, different segments of people, parents coming right to the school board meetings already, you know, ready to go and uh, 
pretty much say we don't want this in our schools. And it's so amazing that they all of a sudden are saying, well, it's not being taught yet. We're not teaching it yet. Oh, no, don't don't even try it. The fact that you were even trying to implement it, you know what I mean? It's like the, the fact that you guys are even thinking about it or even it, to put it into the schools, that already, I don't care. So, like, for instance, in, like, physical therapy, once we, uh, we get a patient well, we do something called, like, a maintenance program or restorative program or we do something called preventative medicine. That means... We, are, we don't want you to come to therapy. We don't want to have to treat you. We want you to be well. So when it comes to this whole narrative that they're trying to push in possibly into these school systems, no, we're trying to prevent that from getting in there. We don't even want this in their system. We don't even want them even thinking about it. What they need to be thinking about is coming there, being educated, and the basic things they need for life when it comes to math, English, writing. But why do you want to teach them? Why do, nobody could explain to me why they want to teach them this. Well, Some folks say things to me like, well, it's to bring awareness. Well, a child does not know what awareness means. So if you go in there, right, there's kids that still, I mean, hopefully there's not no children listening right now, but can you think about what people told you about Santa Claus? You believed that as a kid. You really believed that as a kid. And they even put in certain type of motions, and there's TV programs that make you actually believe that he actually does exist. So if you sit there and teach kids about this whole theory and make them believe and think that because of their skin color, this is the reason why they're possibly where they're at, then these kids would actually go out and they implement those behaviors. Not knowing, you know, they don't even know what a theory means. They're going to take it all in as if it's factual. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening, who should call right now? Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Well, what's the curriculum then for the fall if they've canceled the school board meetings leading up to August? Well, we don't know yet because it hasn't been so-called released. They don't want to let us know what it is, but we do have another sickening bill that's at our governor's desk with this. I think it's like called Bill 0818 where they're pretty much showing kids soft porn. Yeah. Tell me what's that. The the Reach Act. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry, I didn't catch the no, question. No, the, 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 the recheck. No, that's right. In terms of the sexualization of children. So you have, I'm going from memory here from your from your remarks. You have two boys in the school district in question? One of my sons, actually one of my sons is not, but my other son, he's 17 years old. He's going to be attending that very school. And uh, what, what school are we talking about? This is called Bloomington High. Bloomington. Oh, yeah. Okay, Bloomington High yeah. School. Okay. District 87. Yeah, okay. And so, um, and, and what, what has his experience been like uh, during the pandemic as well? Uh, you know, so the, the combination of COVID and critical race theory, what's his experience been like? What, what are your conversations with him? There actually, because of how my sons were raised, there really is no conversation on that because they don't see that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My sons never had a, we never had a conversation in my house about color. It never, it, there was no reason to, you know what I mean? There was no reason to talk about white people or Asian people or black people. There was just no reason to. So my sons grew up their whole entire life 
just seeing other people as people. I never had to teach them about people. They know that, you, hey, as far as my house goes, we treat everybody right. But that was not a talk of, hey, we treat white people right. I never had to discuss that. So that's why it's so crazy to me because the way I raise them is just that, you know, we treat everybody with respect. We love everybody. We treat everybody like we want to be treated. But there was no way I didn't, I'd have to sit there and differentiate between what type of people you treat this way. It was just all people, including their teachers, including people at church, whatever. So as they grew up and this type of, you know, um, this type of, what's the word I'm looking for? This type of curriculum is being pressed forward. They're sitting there looking confused, like, why do they want to focus on Exactly. People's color or anything like that. You know, they're, they're confused, like, what's the reasoning? What, why? The, the thing I like about your remarks, the angle that you took, this is very much like uh, Bob Woodson uh, often argues, is you basically said, you know, wait, you're telling me I can't do anything without you? Well, that, that's the most racist position of all. I can't do anything without the white man, or more importantly, the white P-hat-wearing woman who driving so much of this. Um, I can't do anything without you. Well, how did I do everything I did? And exactly. how, how are my kids going to do everything that they're going to do? And how, how have black people accomplished so much in this country in much more oppressive times than 2021 America? But the whole thing of putting it back on the purveyors of this that are supposed to be your chaperones through life and telling them to back off, get out of my life. I didn't ask you here. I don't need you. Take a walk. Right. See, that's what I'm saying, and that's the type of – when I mentor kids, that what you just said right there, that's the type of attitude and uh, outlook that I want them to have on this. I don't focus on their current condition. I don't focus on what their mom did. I don't focus on if they don't have their dad in their life. All I focus on is tell me what it is that you want to do. And when they tell me, well, hey, I'll show you guys how we can get there. I don't even – you know what? I don't even tell them, hey, it's going to be hard. It's going to take hard work because that can already be a discouraging thing for kids anyway. You know, you tell a kid something's going to be hard, they instantly kind of get a little scared. They become fearful, but I don't do that. I tell them you're going to do it. This is how we're going to do it. And you ought to see the look in these kids' eyes. You ought to see like the. You can just see this encouragement, like this feeling of I can do anything that comes upon these kids when all I'm doing is just keep on telling them what they can do. And anytime somebody tries to come in and you know shake that up by saying, well, I don't know because no, 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 that, no, we're not going to do that. What we're going to do, we're going to keep on telling them what they can do. And we have helped me and my wife. We have helped so many kids get into college. We've helped so many single parents like sign their children up for. FAFSA, they don't even know about this. Sign them up for FAFSA, sign them up for grants, and these kids have gone into school, and they've seen that the same exact thing that was, was possibly taught in school, even they're trying to implement it, well, it's definitely being taught in colleges, that they're saying, oh, man, Mr. Ty, you're right. Nobody kept me from getting into college. Nobody kept me from getting my degree. And then when I applied for my job, you know, I teach kids how to go in for an interview with confidence and answer the questions right. I said, because, you know, you want to go in there and you want to show them I'm going to get this job. I'm going to show them how much I, they're going to, I'm going to show them how much I'm going to be qualified for this job. And all of them go to these places and they end up getting the jobs that they want. And it's crazy because they'll come back to me and they're, I can't believe all this time I was scared that there was some force or some, you know, white system out there that was going to keep me from doing what I'm doing. So, and when they realize that, it blows their mind. No, I, 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 yeah, I appreciate that. And, and so do you think um, it's going to be uh, men like you and women like your wife, black men and women in this country that have to lead the way? Because, I mean, frankly, look, you know, we may believe the same things, but I'm just an off the rack white guy. Nobody's going to listen to me. Um, yeah, no. it, 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 black conservatives or whether you identify as conservative or not, you just have a, the attitude that you have. That's who is unfortunately or fortunately, depending on your disposition, going to have to lead the way to a better place in America. 
Yes, sir. Um, actually, that's something that Donald Trump said whenever we got invited to the White House in October at the Blexit Movement. He pretty much said right now you have an opportunity amongst black. You have an opportunity like no other time in history before. And, you know, he didn't say pretty much like that. He just said since like the civil rights movement. Right now, black people have a chance to actually do something extraordinary. He's saying that can go either that can go good, it can go bad. Right now, blacks can help blacks get out of the predicaments that they're in. But then there's also blacks that want to sit there and um, – exploit the situation and still play the games off of people's emotions saying, no, this is what's happening to us. Our people are down. We're just so down. Look what's happening to us. Look what they've done to our ancestors. We're still suffering. And by getting the applause of the people, the people take that in as if that's factually true. You know what I mean? They make it take, you know, they just play off of people's emotions like a lot of ministers do. They just play off of people's emotions, make you feel good about what they say. Yeah, he said some good stuff right there. Oh, he said some good stuff. We got to stand up. We got to rise up. And then years down the road, y'all are still there. So what did all that talking do? Getting people aroused and getting people pumped up about, oh, look how we're suffering, look what, and you're still there. So what good did that do to get people pumped up like that? It did nothing. Versus on the other side, I'm going there saying, look, if you want to go and do something with your life and be better, I crossed over that wall. I, I've, I've been there. On the other side, it's beautiful. There's all kind of life over there. There's all kind of people of different colors, all kinds of different people of different backgrounds, but we have to get over that wall. And if you've got people that are staring at me and don't want to go over that wall, I, just like in therapy, if there's no progress in therapy, we have to discharge the patient. If we're working with patients for a long time and patients keep on giving us excuses why they're not trying to get better, even though we know they have the potential to get better, we can lose our license if we keep that patient on and show no progress. We have to show that they are progressing. And if a person comes along with me and I'm mentoring them and all I keep on getting is excuses why they can't do it, when I know they have the ability to do it, then I have to discharge them. I, I can't. I've got to work with the ones that actually are trying to really do something with their lives. I've done this for too long. I can't, I'm not going to sit there and, you know, patty cake your emotions and all that. I'm going to give it to you real like a father. The way that I treat these kids that I mentor, I do the same exact way with my sons. And my sons know I don't play around. I don't mess around. I don't want no excuses because I've been there. And I know this is radio. I talk about this stuff openly. The things the kids try to tell me that they might be facing, I'm not nothing special, but I faced it. I, I faced molestation before. You know, I, I, I faced being called out of my name. I faced being poor. I faced being not having no food. I faced our lights being turned out. I faced being having to go and beg our neighbors for some sugar or for a pack of ramen noodles or for some hot dogs or something like that. But so, so I'm like, no, you're not, you're not going to give me that. No. Do you want to go or do you not want to go? That's all I'm going to ask you. Don't give. All I want to know is yes or no. If you, well, you don't. Okay, okay, we're not. We're done. Okay, I'm moving on to the next kid. <laughs> hey, where did you, you guys want to go? Yes. Where did Excuse you, me? Where did you grow up? We lived a little bit in Chicago, and then we moved down to what we call Baby Chicago, which is Decatur. <laughs> baby, Chicago. baby Chicago. I haven't heard that about Decatur. But yeah, that's pretty, oh, my God. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. You you moved down there to work at ADM or what? No, no. not, not Work at, yeah, because ADM, <laughs> that's the only job that's there besides the hospital. Exactly. No, but, but, no, I grew up there as a kid, man. We had, uh, we seen, man, we seen some of the, the same type of stuff that was going on in Chicago. We seen the same type of stuff in Decatur. And that's why some yeah. of the things they cut out that video, that was a six-minute long video. Then there was actually an additional three minutes after that video where I addressed the crowd. And that part is not played. Um, but um, I've seen so many people get murdered, man. I've seen, I mean, one of my first murders that I've seen was a woman left inside a garage. She was split from her neck all the way down to her pubic area and pulled open because she swallowed something that were you know, the gang not the gang world, but in the drug world it's called an eight ball. She swallowed the eight ball and the guy, the crackhead, he got it out of her. That was one of the first murders that I've ever seen. You know, as a kid. So I mean that's why yeah. man, I said to pull myself through all that, to go through college, to go through the tutoring 
people just have no idea, man. I mean, I was on a scholarship from doing track, and uh, I would go to school at 7 o'clock in the morning. I would get done. I was, I was 21 credit hours, too, and I would get done at uh, 12 o'clock, 1230. Then we had track practice at 1 from 1 to 3, and then I would go and work at a furniture store from 430 to 11 or 1130. I would go home. If my wife wasn't asleep, she was up with my son, and she wanted to get to sleep, I would hold my son, rock him to sleep while studying in my books. I would put him to bed, go back to studying books to 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning to repeat that process. You know, so I, I, that's why, to me, I'm like, and it, it was doable. And I tell it is not that it was hard. It was just time-consuming. It wasn't hard. It was just time-consuming. That's it. And it's not going to last always. The You going through college and you doing something better with yourself, yeah, it might be time-consuming. You can't do what you want to, but it's only for that time. But once you graduate and get the career that you want, man, life becomes awesome and grand. And that's why I love giving back because I'm letting them see you guys have a future. You can do this. I'm not going to tell you that you can't. I'm going to keep on telling you that you can, and this is how we do it. Well, uh, Ty, I love, by the way, I love the therapy metaphor for this whole discussion of uh, race and and, and uh, culture, too. I think it's really apt. The only thing I would say is, you know, just try and up your energy a little bit. Oh, yeah, right. Could you just be, could <laughs> be a little, yeah, we need a little more. A little bit more, little bit more enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit more enthusiasm for life, Ty. That's my only criticism. Conservative oh, radio host from Bloomington, Illinois, Station City's 92.9. You can catch him there on Saturdays. You just heard 92.9. Yeah, uh, 92.9 uh, cities. Saturdays from 3 to 5. Thank Saturdays you. from 3 to 5. <laughs> YouTube channel named Modern, Modern Renaissance Man. Modern Renaissance Man, Ty Smith on YouTube. Community leader, Ty Smith. Ty, thanks so much for joining us. Look forward to hearing more from you. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.